Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. Chelsea 2, Watford 1, episode 96 to be specific. Josh, with my co-host Alex, no Peter today for this episode. To recap this match, that didn't feel like a 2-1 scoreline going Chelsea's way, I'll tell you that much. Started off with a uh, sluggish, to say the least, performance in the first half. I want to go through the match player ratings because it's horrendous. The amount of low grades out of 100 or ratings that Chelsea players got, even getting low or low low enough, you know, below five in a few players. So I would like to get into that. And that never happens, by the way. It's always six, seven, or eights, even nines. Not rarely tens. Obviously, that's that's you know you got to score a hat trick or so to get that. But it's usually six, seven, eights uh, for Chelsea players. So that's just really bad. Just really bad. Um, and then obviously the 
unfortunate event that happened within the 12th minute um, where a fan had a cardiac arrest. So there was a 30-minute break uh, to get everything settled. I think it was a really professional uh, way that they stopped the game and they brought the teams inside uh, during the time period um, you know that it happened. Hopefully that fan's okay. Do we have an update on that fan's condition? I, I don't exactly I, know, but I mean, uh, awkward way to bring you in, Alex, but uh, how are you? And yeah, so go into your update then. I'm doing good. Um, I, I, you know, prayers for the fan. I, I know the per fans in the hospital. I don't know what their condition is. Um, so hopefully they're doing okay. Uh, but definitely, you know, upsetting thing and all the players afterwards posted about it. And they're kind of post-match tweets and Instagram photos and stories and whatever. So that was, uh, you know, it, good to see. Um, so hopefully everything goes well with that. But going to the match, um, yeah, like you said, Chelsea got off to a slow start. It, it was poor from, you know, I'm not going to name the couple names I want to name. If that's a lot of saying name in one sentence. But there's certainly a couple, couple people who needs to need a need a look of new fresh air of somewhere else not at Chelsea Football Club <laughs> um yes and you know one of them honestly being Ruben Loftus-Cheek and I actually mentioned in my preview that oh yeah Loftus-Cheek has been on to good form Tuchel favors him I favor him I think he's pretty good he goes out here and has an absolute you know as a as a term that uh you know, a lot of people who listen from the UK use rubbish. He was, I mean, it was it was a very bad performance uh, from Loftus Cheek, really. On it, like, I mean, I know I'm gonna say it again, but like, yeah, it, it was just really bad. And then Saul, man, oh, we get him from loan. We're like actually excited because we have a lot of depth at the center midfield position. And then we have this game where we're missing Jorginho. Off, you know, he's on the bench, doubtful for this match. Conte's out. Kovacic is out. Right? I, I think I have all those names right. Yeah. We're missing, um, I think that's everything when it comes to midfield. So we're like, all right, but we got Def, right? Because we got Saul from Atletico Madrid on, on the uh, loan move. We got Loftus Cheek who's playing well. And, you know, I guess Ross Barkley, whatever. And then we just absolutely get punched in the face as a Chelsea fan, literally, with how dreadful this midfield was this game. Loftus Cheek, Saul, both the starters in the midfield. Uh, you know, along with our wing backs, but those are the two in the rock solid midfield. Wasn't rock solid though. It was the opposite of rock solid, Alex. Uh, it was unrock solid. Okay, it was it was trash. Interesting, interesting wording right there. Um, yeah, just it just and it just annoys me. And you know what? I just think Atletico Madrid. They're happy right now. They're <laughs> smiling. The board of Atletico Madrid's like, ha! Can you believe they actually wanted this guy on loan? Like, come on, you you can't tell me otherwise. Uh, you know, it's it's just upsetting to be honest. I was so excited for him, and every time he touched the ball, and I'm not even joking, every time, I don't even think he completed a pass. If I'm being completely honest, I don't remember him completing a pass. I'm sure if you look at like the in depth pass or uh, stats, not pass. If you look at the in depth stats at his pass accuracy, I'd be shocked. If it's b- above fifty percent, because it it was just dreadful. He could like his first touch was awful. His, his like just his situational awareness defensively. He was you know he was a liability. 
it was just awful from Saul, and it just seemed like this guy is not ready to play in the Premier League. It seemed like he was just playing like he was like on a casual game, you know, at the park with his friends or something. That's that's really what it felt like. And and I don't know what it is because when he first played, we're like, oh, you know, he needs to get up to the pace of the Premier League. He played again. He was like, he was okay. Maybe he's getting a bit more caught up. And now it's like back to ground zero and like below the ground. He's digging, you know, he's digging a tunnel for himself because I I don't understand what's going on. You know, we we talked about Kai Havertz and Timo Werner struggling to get in, you know, get in form in the Premier League and getting adjusted to the game here or there because we're not in the UK, obviously. Um, But talking about someone like that, Saul has really, really struggled. And it's 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 been upsetting to see. Thank God it's only a loan, and let's just say I don't think we'll be executing his buy option at the end of the season. Um, but hey, I still have hope. Obviously, he's a talented player. Um, you know, with a lot of he, you know, he's had some very good moments for Atletico Madrid. He's versatile, and when he's at his best, he's certainly a top class player. So I'm hoping he can get back to his form, uh, his best form for his sake in particular, and of course for Chelsea's sake. Um, but of course, when we need him, he's really not stepping up, which is really unfortunate. And Ruben Loftus Cheek, like you said, Josh was just—it was—it was poor. Uh, obviously, the key mistake where he tried to make that turn when you could clearly see that you know there were there were players around him that they were open on the break that Chelsea were you know that were they were susceptible at that point. You know you can't make decisions like that right before the half as well. Um, so that that was just a bit of a bit of misjudgment from him. Overall, I thought he played okay. Um, and then that particular moment, and he had a couple other moments as well, similarly, that were just poor. But I thought defensively, he actually put in a solid shift. Uh, it's just where, you know, where we expect him to kind of drive the ball forward. Uh, he didn't do as well as we, you know, would have expected. And, uh, you know, that that was kind of my problem with him. But obviously, we have one we have one more shocker, I think, that no one else will be surprised about. But Josh, you got anything else first? Or uh, you, you want me to hit hit the... Hit the man with. I'm gonna end it right there before I say anything else. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was trying to get you that that so passer rating, but um, the two sites I looked at, it's actually an 81 percent. But that would be in the two appearances. So the two imper- appearances for Chelsea in the Premier League. So obviously that if I can't get today alone, unfortunately, and I assume it would be lower. But that's them two averaged out. Interesting. So I don't know. Maybe it was higher. But on, like, actual, the amount of times he lost possession was just insane. Speaking of people who lose possession and just suck, Marcus Alonso, um, he doesn't suck, right? Marcus Alonso has been a great player for Chelsea over the years. He was always slow. He's slower than ever. He's really slow. It's just really freaking slow, and it's really an issue. Um, but I, I'd say... He, I think you got a new TikTok idea. What, that he's slow? Video of him being slow, yeah. Videos I mean, of him being slow. He's certainly, like, it's it's just, it's, 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 I don't get it. You know, Chilwell was so good. Uh, Marcus Alonso, you know, he started the season well. It's just defensively, he's such a liability there. And you could see Rudiger just having to make up for him and basically play the role of him and himself. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like a double job. Obviously, Rudiger is very good. Uh, so, luckily, it, it works out, but... It's just, it's not been good enough for Marcus Alonso since he's filled in. Maybe it's a bit of rust, whatever, but, you know, he's going to really have to step it up. And obviously, Saul is not an option to play there either on his current form as well. 
And Alex, I, I did mention Ruben Loftus-Cheek a little bit earlier. I don't know if you cleaned up uh, what I, you know, what you have here uh, that, that you placed in, is that his key mistake led to a goal for Watford. So it wasn't yeah. just that it was, you know, he was bad as a midfielder. He, he basically, it wasn't as bad as a, he pulled the Jorginho in our game against Manchester <laughs> United, where literally gifted them the goal. But his mistake did lead uh, to a goal being scored by Watford. So, yeah. um, it, you know, it was up there. Uh, it was definitely up there. And I think the goal was even scored by the person who what I said was doubtful, right? The summer signing that they had that Watford that had. That guy tore I, us apart. I forget his name, to be I honest. I think his name, too. Uh, that uh, guy, Manuel something. That guy tore us apart. He looks like a real star in the making, whoever, you know. I've never heard of him before, to be honest. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. Yeah, I you know I I haven't really heard of him. I think I've seen him play for Nigeria on the national side. I believe he played for Nigeria. I think I've seen him play in a match for them before, and I saw like he had a nice little burst of pace and change of direction. But yeah, I I did not expect that at all, and he really tore us apart. And playing down that right hand side, he was just his pace for with Marcus Alonso's pace was just. Not fair. Let's just say that. And you're right about Nigeria. Uh, he does play for their national team, Alex. So yeah. I knew we were just making sure about that. Um, we we do have we don't have Peter on here, but we have a we have a text from Peter that I received that had a little too many expletives to read quote for quote here on the podcast. But besides saying that injuries suck, f word teams, they suck. And they impact teams, and it's unfortunate for Chelsea that we have all these injuries. Obviously, Trevor Chalaba also going down in this game with an apparent hamstring injury. We don't really have an update yet, but very upsetting. So hopefully he's back soon, because he's another guy who can play in the center of midfield if we really need him. Uh, So hopefully Jorginho will be back the weekend for West Ham. Um, But, you know, so Jorginho and and Ruben Loftus-Cheek obviously will look like they're going to play. It's uh, you were you were saying Chalaba, right? So, right? Yeah, Ch- uh, yeah, Chalaba. He went down yeah, with the Ch- hamstring injury in the second half. Yeah. So I was just gonna say, like, we're already supposed to now give another person away on loan, and we're looking to negotiate with Malang Sar, who just hasn't seemed to get into the Chelsea squad. I mean, it was a, it was a free deal when we got him. I understand, like, he maybe it just isn't there. Or, you know what's funny? When we did get him, you and Peter originally just said what Chelsea was going to do. So I guess props to you guys. I thought he could eventually fit in as a replacement somewhat for uh, Thiago Silva. But you guys were like, oh, no, I mean, it was a free deal. We'll probably get him, put him on loan here, and then eventually sell him to gain money back, you know, free check, whatever. Uh, it doesn't look like we're doing that. It looks like we're putting him on loan again. Uh, who's the team that's really interested in him right now, Alex? Do you have the latest on that? I, I do not have the latest on that, but I I know there was a whole bunch. Of, the... uh, there was a whole bunch of teams in France, um, that were definitely interested in him in him for sure. A couple in Portugal as well. I know I read that, uh, on Twitter. Here we go. But uh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, Milan. He could leave Chelsea for ten million pounds. So that that, that would be a permanent was... deal. If they were to sell him like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like you were saying, though. And Saar desperate for January loan. Rudiger summer uh, departure almost certain. I, I, I don't think so. Also, he's been linked with Inter Milan a little bit. But we'll, we'll have to see. It just it seems like he's he's set for an Italy move. 
I don't know. We'll get we'll get to the we'll get to the Rudiger as P Christensen contract situation. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's finish up the game first before we get to all that. But so obviously Chelsea second half we bring on Thiago Silva really helps. Um, you know I thought we were solid when Thiago Silva came on and he really just kind of gave that experience that presence to kind of calm the game down. Um. And nice voice crack. Nice voice. <laughs> and, and it was. And, and I, we. Yeah. I know we're already talking about the second half, Alex, but we also should touch on that Mason Mount saved our lives with that goal in the first half. In the I, I was about minute. to touch on that. Yeah, I was about to go oh, second sorry. half, and then I saw Mason Mount. <laughs> I was like looking at the goals. I was like, oh yeah, Mason Mount's goal was in the first half. Yes, Mason Mount with the goal in the first half. A uh, big goal that really saved our butts, like you said in the beginning. Uh, and that was the two similar-ish kind of goals, if you think about it, um, in the way they were, where they were shot from. Um, so it was Mount, uh, I I believe, in the 27th minute, and then Ziek in the 73rd minute. I'm going that completely off my head, by the way, so let's see uh, if I'm right there. Uh, Ready? Yeah. 72nd. Seven, oh, I was close, okay. Um, so the both of those guys getting goals. Ziek when he came on was very good as well. Um, and obviously he had a couple. He was down multiple times as well. He had a couple head collisions, etc. A little like ankle situation as well. But that was it for the Chelsea goals. Uh, and Mason Mount getting back on the score sheet as well was nice to see. And he played very well. Thought he was excellent today. Um, one of the bright lone bright spots for Chelsea. Um, Josh, do you have anything else on the match before we uh, move on? Player player match ratings. Yes, player match ratings. Forgot about that. Do you want to guess or you want to just go through it? Like, do you want you give, want me to say the player and you guess it? Give me one player and tell me what their rating was so I understand like what their like system is. Yeah. If so I'll, I'll go through the players who actually did well. So Edward Mendy got an eight out of ten. Okay, I can I guess from now on then is Edward Mendy. That's it. Yeah, I I can now kind of get it. Well, what was what was uh what was Ruben Loft uh not Ruben Loftus cheek, what was Aspi? Aspi, six out of ten. Okay, I got I got a decent sense now. So continue. All right, ready? So let's go through the rest of the squad. Alex is gonna give his prediction to the uh, player rating that the Chelsea player got. We should do this more often. It'll be like my thing. player rating, if that makes any sense. Like what I well, would have given. Well, that's or, or what I think is giving. Well, you're. Guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing, guessing what, what should be given. given. Yes, that's good. what was given. Yes, was that given. that's what I'm doing. Not what I think. Yes. You know that we should bring back a lot of stuff, but there's also stuff we should add, and this might be one of the things. What was the yeah. other thing that we were talking about the other day? It was like, you know, what we we haven't done this in a while. Oh, our uh, like players of the match and stuff like that. We were going to talk about oh, that. Yeah, we, so we, we might be bringing to... that back as well. We'll have to see. Yeah, we might. The only thing was like, it was obvious because they were given like the nine out of ten on player match ratings. Yeah, but. We should maybe we should do that. Anyway, yeah. there was no player of the match here. How about that? <laughs> no. So uh, Trevor Chalaba, Trevor Chalaba, uh, seven out of ten, six out of ten. Oof, that's uh, intense. Harsh. A little bit harsh, yeah. Rudiger, seven out of ten. Six out of ten as well. Wow, what did he? Do? I guess the goal, right? Yeah. Okay, continue. So Chalaba Christensen, eight out of ten. Six out of ten. Seriously? You're not doing well here. Here, here, and I have descriptions too, so I can sue for Christensen. Having been relegate relegated to the naughty step of the Chelsea bench for off-field contractual wrangling, the Dane was restored to on-field duties, 
by kind of the indomitable. Did I say that right? Yes. Indomitable. Tiago Silva needing a rest. Caught flat-footed a few times, but for the most part, held it down well, particularly impressive in the air. So how is that a 6 out of 10? Listen, it's not my ranking. Okay, fine. Let's go. I'm going to have to adjust my guesses now. Continue. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. 4 out of 10. Correct. Got it. Let's go. I think he was the lowest out of ever. Nope. I lied. Saul? 3 out of 10. Correct. (laughs) Let's read Saul. You gave me a gimme there. You gave me a gimme. Yeah. Has not looked at the races thus far in his fledging... Yeah, I'm so bad at reading. Fledging (laughs) Chelsea career. Albeit with limited chances and tonight was no different. Completely waylaid... By the vim and vigor. I actually like this writing, though, of the underdogs with an early booking symbolic of the Spaniard being unable to keep up with the pace of the game. Mercifully, hooked at halftime. Not quite a disaster of Timo Bakayoko proportions. <laughs> oh, my God. Although, it could have been had Thomas Tuchel let it continue. But the auditions like, like this... A stay in West London is looking more and more like a pipe dream. I actually like this writing. Uh, this is absolute Chelsea. I should plug them anyway because we are taking, you know, this is their match ratings. Uh, but I actually do like this, so go check it out. The match ratings uh, from Absolute Chelsea Fan Nation. Uh, Marcus Alonso. Five out of ten. Correct. I'm on Let me roll. know. You want a description or keep going? No, nah, keep going. We don't, have, we don't have all day for the description. I mean, we don't, but we we have time. This is a match reaction. I mean, I, I just want to know if he, they talk about slowness. Let's see. If they talk about slowness, then you can read it. But if not, then no. Well, I can't. Um, his rustiness or alternatively his waning ability is looking like an alarming <laughs> liability in his team's title challenge already. There- Some credit <laughs> must be, however, reserved for his role in the opener with a well-timed jog in behind and a near-touch to flummox the Watford back line. Continue. Bro, these people are harsh. I feel bad. Oh my god, the jog to manage. You thought you were you, you thought you I, were I was harsh. Damn. Hopefully Christian Marcus Ballista. is not on his Twitter or online tonight. Jesus. Hopefully he's not listening to Talking Blues podcast. Yeah, hopefully not. Christian Polisic. Five out of ten. Correct. Uh who's next? Mason Mount. I think we did that. Eight out of ten. Correct. And Kai Havertz. Seven out of ten. 8 out of 10. Hmm. We have bench players as well here. Thiago Silva. Mm, he should be 9 out of 10, but I doubt it. The 6 out of 10. How? 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 The what, very... What's the, the description, description here? Yeah, it, it's only one sentence, actually. Brought some much-needed calm and steel to a Blues back line, and really the Blues half, that were being asked some serious questions by the hosts. Well, Interesting. All right. Okay. Who, uh, well, who else? Hakeem Ziyech. Seven out of ten? Six out of ten. How? Okay. Like, oh, God. These, these ratings are starting to annoy me. Who's the last one here? We Lukaku. got... Five out of ten? I don't know. You didn't do anything. Six out of ten. So six out of ten is like their bang average, is what it sounds like. Even though, to me, seven out of ten is average, but... I don't know. Let's see. Well, there. here's like another. I just want to see. Well, the sun actually gave Saul a two. Well, that's fair. He should have like a negative two. But yeah. Um. He. They said, unfortunately, I must refrain from some bad words I used to describe his performance. 
He was utterly shocking, hauled off at halftime, and didn't even look League 2 quality, let alone Premier League awful. Wow, these writers in the UK are They don't harsh. mess around. You know... You know, wow. we, we, we sometimes uh, on our on our giant. I have seven <laughs> for Tiago Silva. Sorry, I said sometimes on the on the Giant Take, our New York Giants podcast for American football, we talk about how sometimes these reporters in in the in the U.S. are harsh. Blah blah blah. blah. They're no match for these uh, British reporters. I gotta be honest. Evening Standard gave Saul a four. Okay, we we might have to be adding these by the way to. I like going through this. Yeah, this is this is. So uh, they gave Silva a seven and a half. So yeah, it looked like it looked like uh, Sports Illustrated's like whatever it was called. Um, fan sided nation. Fan, fan nation. nation. Sorry, yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah. Fan nation. Um, a little harsh, but whatever. I'm just gonna write this down, Alex. Let's go. Let's go. All right, let's go to the contract situations with some Chelsea players. Continue. All right, so obviously we have three players here with expiring contracts at the end of this year. We got Tony Rudiger. Aspi and Christensen. Um, Aspi, I think, will probably sign a deal. Either that or he'll retire. Um, I think if we end up winning the Premier League, Aspi will retire. But, you know, I hope he does then because he's, he's definitely getting up there a bit. Um, Rudiger is an interesting one. Obviously, in January, he can start talking to teams because uh, that is his six months till his contract expires to join them in the summer. Which means if we do not sign him or you know get him signed on a new contract before then, he could go wherever he wants, um, and that that's a bit of a problem. The rumor is that he wants about eight and a half. Uh, he wants twelve million pounds a year, and Chelsea are only willing currently to pay him eight and a half. Um, I'd say go up to ten, see if they bite. If they don't, make it eleven. They'd have to bite at that point. If not, twelve. You just gotta pay. I I think you just gotta pay it. I mean, I don't I don't know what else you do. You can't lose him. Um, you know, I I'd want to keep Rudiger and Christensen because those two guys after Thiago Silva and Aspi are gone in the next two years. You know, then you got two defenders and you only have one more to replace. Whether that is you know Chalaba who gets to play there or whatever. Um, but yeah, I I definitely think. Rudiger and Christensen are big priorities to get re-signed because let's say we end up getting Kunde next summer or maybe in January we can have a Rudiger Christensen Kunde type of thing uh, which I would you know would think would be a good situation Um, so Rudiger has to be re-signed I don't know what Chelsea are doing if he leaves I'm going to be devastated he's probably one of my favorite players on the team I mean, it's just like it's fun, right? His, his shithousery is just it's it's just top notch. Um, so I I really hope that you know something works out, and I think something will work out. Um, I think Chelsea will eventually pay him, but uh, yeah, really, you know, gotta hope. We only have what a month left now. I just want to say I will not at all say anything about so uh, not so about Jules Kounde. Until that man has his feet on the pitch at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> I made that mistake once. I got excited in a reaction episode <laughs> that we got Kunde, And we didn't. And that was one of the most embarrassing, annoying episodes I've ever recorded of this podcast. You and Peter both were like, we got Kunde." But he said it though. But he said it. He's like, it's not confirmed. But if it is, I'm really excited. I was the one person that was like, it's... It, 
That was that was embarrassing. Embarrassing. We're gonna keep going after that. So, you you didn't go by the here we go, and that was really the issue. You got to go by the here we go. That is true. It was a report from another source. Um, so oh, he's disappearing from us. He, he's disappearing from. He does. He's off, he's so shame in shame right now. He has to turn off his camera. All right, well, all right. Well, we have to explain that to the people listening. Yes. Like you just. Yep. Yeah. So I just turned off my camera by mistake uh, for everyone for everyone listening. But anyway. Let's go to the Ballon d'Or news. Uh, but if you aren't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel because uh, we did have a preview and we will have previews. We are not doing previews anymore, really, uh, on this. We're doing more recaps um, on the podcast because we want to uh, expand our YouTube content. So the previews and score predictions are going to be on our YouTube channel. So please go subscribe to the Talking Blues podcast on YouTube. Anyway, the top 10 Ballon d'Or breakdown uh, goes like this. Coming in first, Lionel Messi. Second, Robert Lewandowski. Uh, or do I do? I'm not. Lewandowski? Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was going to be me or not. Third, Jorginho. Four, Karen, Bez- Karen Bezeman. Be- Benzeman. <laughs> Karen Benzeman. Uh, Kareem sorry. Benzema. Thank you. Isn't Kareem. it Karen, though? Some people say that. Kareem, 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 Kareem. Whatever. Five, N'Golo Kante. Six, Cristiano Ronaldo. Seven, Mohamed Salah. Uh, eight, Kevin De Bruyne. Or Kevin De Bruyne. I, I don't know. De Bruyne, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I feel like people just make up Nine, his name. Nine, Killian Mbappe. And ten, is it Gigi? Is you, I don't know how you pronounce Gigi it. Gigi Donnarumma. Exactly, Gigi. Yeah. Gigi. That Coincidentally, was, uh, the same first name as Gigi Buffon. The what do you think? Ex- what would happen? That was Thomas Muller, right? Who Robert Lewandowski? Uh, what do you think Thomas Muller would be like on a, as a guest on the Talking Blues podcast here, Alex? I think Thomas Muller would be an amazing guest. So if you would like to come on, and you know he was venting about how Messi won the Ballon d'Or over his friend Lewandowski, so it would definitely be something that maybe he wants to come on here talk about some of the issues with that he has with this whole system and the voting system and it would really be fun to talk with him so if he likes to come on we welcome him just shoot us a dm at talking on blues, twitter at talking blues pod easy plug so five chelsea players were included uh in this ballon d'Or voting under the top 30 and that included at 29 asby asby as uh, Piliqueta, uh, number nineteen, Mason Mount's favorite number comes in at nineteen, Mason Mount. Twelve, Romelu Lukaku. Five, N'Golo Kante. Obviously, Lukaku is more for his time at a. Um, I don't want to get this wrong this time. I was going to say Atletico Madrid again. No, Inter, Inter Milan. Third, Jorginho, and Mendy actually came second in the Ashen Award. So congratulations to Edward Mendy. But he should have won first. He was robbed. Yeah, he was robbed. And Jorginho was robbed as well. He should have come second. Um, you know. Now, can we be serious about this? I know we just talked about Thomas Muller and how he was upset. I think Lewandowski should have won the Ballon d'Or for 2021. That is my thoughts. Alex, what are yours? Because this is, I know where it's a Chelsea podcast, but this is a topic of football. I mean, yeah. when it comes to Ballon d'Or, everyone talks about it. So it's not like we're going off topic here. I think Robert Lewandowski should have yeah. won for all his goals that he had. Yeah, I agree. If I were to have redone the top five, I would have gone number one. I would have gone Lewandowski. Number two, I would have gone probably still Messi. Three, I would have gone Jorginho. I think he's in the right place. 
Four, I think I'd go Mo Salah. Um, I think he's been sensational this season. I think seven is really unfair for him. And five, I would go probably Conte, Conte. still. Yeah. Um, but Con- yeah. Conte is the best midfielder. If not, I, I, I honestly think Conte is a better midfield. Like in all of football, I would say Conte is the best midfielder. Even though in this Ballon d'Or ranking, Jorginho is higher. Yeah. Well, they're also different types of players, right? So it's hard to compare. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're just so different. I, I would. It's like pitting my like two babies next to each other. Okay, I can't do that. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's how my list would have gone. Um. Oh wait, did I just kick Kareem Benzema out of my list? So I would have kicked Conte out of the list. Then Conte would have been six. I would have had Benzema at five. Conte at six. I, I'm I'm sorry, Kareem, if you're listening. Josh calling you Benzamba or whatever you called you, I don't know. And then me, just I'm just disrespecting you. I'm sorry, okay? If Kareem listens, I'm, I'm truly sorry. Um, But I think that's it for our Ballon d'Or. And obviously, Chelsea winning the club of the year, which is something that uh is very big honor, even though I've never heard of it until we won it, if I'm being completely honest. so That's that's good. Um, Yeah, but good that and we, we won also that. deserve we also it. We also got the draw for um, the, what is it, the, like, Club World Cup. Club World Cup. Yeah. The Club World Cup. That was a few days ago. I I don't know the, uh, I don't know the names of the teams offhand, but I believe it was two Saudi Arabian teams. And I believe if I, if I look here, Club World Cup, it's, it's like, uh, who, yeah, we're going to play, we're going to play Al Jazeera. Not the television network. No no one's going to get that joke anyway. Continue. After this match, uh, another Chelsea win, even though it was a sloppy one. They sit still in first place with 33 points behind the Man City with 32. Nice. Top of the table. Some of these wins, you know, it's not the prettiest today, but you got to get the three points. The three points are what matters. We got the three. We got all three like I'm showing in the camera right now for everyone on video. Got the three points. That's what matters. That is what matters. And I agree, Alex. I think uh, I think Chelsea just has to clean it up. And like Peter said, injuries are going to scar a team. Mm. Uh, even though he wasn't here, I still... Oh, and... You know what else is going to scar this podcast? His lack of commitment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I thought that joke was much funnier before it came out of my mouth. 33-32-31 it goes between Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool. All of those clubs winning today. Some better than others, though. Liverpool, an absolute domination over... Uh, Everton, Everton, yeah, right? Yeah, that was a yep. big mercy. Mer- Not going to say it. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> uh, and then Ruben Diaz and... Uh, Want to be uh, Tony Rudiger, you mean? Yeah. Until he and, leaves Chelsea and then he's not. But And Bernardo Silva scored for uh, Man City. Yeah. But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Talking Blues podcast. We appreciate you listening. We'll have a, our next episode uh, will be a recap on here, on if you're listening, against West Ham United. Most likely on Saturdays, the game is early morning. You know, the Alex, those 7 a.m. wake-ups, I'm sure you're hyped for that. Please don't tell me it's a 7 a.m. wake-up. I haven't it's looked because I was scared. 7.30 a.m. wake-up. Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> but uh, hope you enjoy not sleeping in on your Saturday because I definitely won't. So that episode will either be on Saturday or Sunday. But please... Go subscribe to our YouTube channel as we will have our lineup predictions before that match either on, no, Friday. If the game's Saturday, 7.30 a.m., we're not, yeah. So we, we want to give you time to watch and check it out. 
lineup and score prediction will be out Friday. Or tomorrow when you're listening to this, probably, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So uh, it'll be out Friday whenever you are listening to this. Friday, December 3rd. And uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. We would like you to follow us on Twitter and TikTok at TalkingBluesPod. Follow me on Twitter at JoshSolo29. Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. Again, subscribe everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. And um, five stars if you can on Apple Podcasts. That's going to be it for us. Uh, For Alex, I'm Josh, and we will see you next time on another episode of Talking Blues. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.